to Expounded Universe, Season 56? I don't know, Episode 5, When is the Menace? The book, Lando Calrissian and the Star Caves of Thonboka, the year 1982, by L. Neil Smith. Chapters 13 through 15, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go! Hey everybody, welcome to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars novel discussion podcast, where we are very near, I believe this is the penultimate episode of the Star Caves of Thonboka. We're so close to done. I'm Jeff, and that's John. Hey, I'm here, and we read some chapters. Yeah, uh, hey, you, you, gotta, you gotta take the lumps when they come, and you know full well that the last three chapters before the actual last three chapters in a book with very short chapters are going to be set up. Yeah, this is this is just all everyone going like, and now to put my final plans into motion, mm-hmm. and we'll resolve that later. I'll tell you what, if this episode runs short, which it might, because it's just three chapters of people being like, the war may come soon, and when it does, we'll be ready. But we'll just talk about Willow for a bit. Hey, look, I could talk about fucking Willow for a while. <laughs> the, uh, the finale for the season just came out, and I gotta tell you, that whole season... Great. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the finale because I've gotten burned on that before. No spoilers. I've made that mistake. No, but I'll say, top to bottom, if you ain't watching Willow, but you like Willow, mm-hmm. good shit. Yeah, and if you're about to tell us that you don't like it because of the modern music and the way the the characters some guys say sometimes say things like no shit, it's we think that's cool. So <laughs> I'm on board. So gonna, it's fine. You're not going to get us. <laughs> so all right, all right though. Let's let's. Uh, but first of all, how are you? How am I? Yeah. My God, you've never asked me that before. It's because I've never cared. And yet. (laughs) And I still don't. And here we are. My therapist told me I have to at least go through the human motions. (laughs) Just pretend you care and maybe eventually you will. (laughs) Fake it till you make it. That's how emotions work. (laughs) Uh, Yep. (laughs) I'm doing good. Uh, I got. I got weird sleep schedules at the moment, so that's fucking my shit up. I'm sorry. I know that happens to you fairly often. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes when I get, you know, deep in my brains, my sleep schedule goes out the window and nonsense happens. And, uh, you know. Yeah, that'll happen. And uh, I don't know. I've got some some new bad medical stuff I got to go through. It's just a never-ending litany. I'm just a falling apart man. Yep. Disintegrating before my very eyes. Yeah, so, so I'm... I got to tell you, a lot of my time is spent being stoic and resolved and grumpy these days, and it really feels good to record. Because it's, <laughs> I know it's my job, but it's like the one time where I'm just talking. I, it, my job is to think about this show and this stupid book and talk about that. Yeah, it, instead it, of it, just holding on to either side of a sink, staring into a mirror going, come on, you can do this. <laughs> 14 more years and she'll be in college and you can go in the ground. <laughs> come on, old man. <laughs> You've got this. It's Splash water on your face. <laughs> it's not that serious. Don't 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 worry. I'm 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 fine. It's just a bunch of diet stuff I got to do. Uh, so so anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's good to be here. Good to be recording. I've got a lot to look forward to. Um, mostly in terms of Kickstarter rewards. I'm expecting. <laughs> 
Man, speaking of that, I got my Frost Haven recently. <laughs> we never even finished like half of Gloomhaven. I mean, I finished. Oh, we finished a lot of Gloomhaven, but I—I'll be honest. I finished the rest of it in the video game. Oh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Yeah, I, that's I mean, why I, I never was re- like, oh, we should keep going on this campaign. It's because the video game version came out, and I was like. Ah, fuck it! I'll just finish it here. <laughs> Why would I deal with two people I don't really want to talk to when I could play? What I could do with nobody? <laughs> I could just do this myself. Yep. <laughs> and here we go. I get it. Yeah, I've heard the Frosthaven box is a beast, even by the standards of the Gloomhaven box. It is an absolute monster, and also these choices they have for these six starting characters you can be is baffling. Because like four out of six of them are ridiculously complex. Oh, good. Well, I do like complexity in my character design, so I'll, I'll, I'll probably enjoy it. There's one that's like, what are you? Uh, I'm a bug swarm, and I have two different forms, melee or ranged, and I have two different decks of cards in my hand at the same time. Look, you already picked the one I'm going to play. Look at that. You knew me right away. You had me at bug swarm. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, so yeah, that that's good to hear. I'm waiting on uh, the Rook City Renegades expansion for Sentinels. That should be arriving soonish. Excited about that. They're adding a whole new werewolf thing to it that I love. Hell yeah, werewolves, buddy. And then also Illiterati, which is just some board game that's like word assembly that I'm really excited about because I love that. That's my my specific jam is anything that's like boggle or scrabble or word stuff. But this one, I can whip out at a party and people won't be like, why did you bring upwards to this party? <laughs> why have you brought the anniversary edition of Scrabble? My Scrabble with the rotating table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have that copy, and I fucking love it. It's great, but you can't bring it to a party where people are going to be drinking and making merry. Yeah. Especially if you're me, and you're like, look, this is my goal, to frustrate you at every turn. Look, I'm stone cold sober, and I've memorized all the two-letter words in Scrabble. Let's go! <laughs> and the three-letter words. <laughs> <laughs> and I always like to get that starting seven. <laughs> so, anyway, let's get to the Star Wars, shall we? Indeed. We open on, I think it's Lando this time. Uh, yeah, we get a little bit of uh, Monica in my life. Mm-hmm, a little <laughs> bit of Rita. <laughs> no, but Lando is, uh, he, he's sitting there talking to Vuffy and feeling kind of resolved. I think because at this point in the story, he thinks it's, an, it, like an, it's well, an unwinnable situation. Well, the thing is, we get confirmation from when last we left our heroes. I didn't do the little recap. Sure, yeah, yeah, we should do that. Uh, but when last we left, we had the uh, the Oswaft, the big floaty space manta rays. Manta fish, yep, they're okay. Ac- half jellyfish. Accidentally blew up a fucking capital ship. Mm-hmm, just by saying hi too aggressively. Yep. Uh, and that meant that all of the ships at the blockade were going to move in and start murdering everyone. Mm-hmm. And when Roker found out about this, he was like, no, that shall not stand. I, Roker Gepta, Sorcerer of Tund, will tell the Navy to stop. What authority does he have? Who knows? But as we start this chapter, indeed the Navy has stopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's been no movement whatsoever on the blockade. They had originally started piling in immediately after uh, that that fight happened, the accidental fight. But now they're just hovering there. And Lando's like, what the fuck is going on? I'm oh, yeah, because they had started moving in and then they moved back again. And so Lando's just like... All right, well, I have theories on what would happen with this. Probably politics. Now, notably, this chapter does take place from Vuffy's point of view. Yes. He is busy working on things because, unlike Lando, he can't just sit there and glower. He needs to to 
to process and work to, to, to work through his thoughts. So he's sitting there fixing every little tiny thing about the Falcon, tightening up any little tiny detail, making sure everything's absolutely perfect because why not have the best chance? Yes. And as he does so, he's thinking about himself a lot. Uh, he is wondering, he he's ruminating on the fact that he doesn't know his own backstory, but he has these puzzling bits of his programming that hinted a weird backstory. Yes, and he's he's got a lot of stuff in these chapters where he is beginning to question the people who made him and what their thought process might have been, mm-hmm. because he's like, why would you make it so that I cannot do harm to any sentient, whether organic or, you know, an like an AI or anything. Yeah. But I can absolutely, like I am doing right now, help repair a machine that will murder everyone, fly Lando around so that he can murder everyone. Yeah. Like, you have allowed me to get as close as possible to doing violence without physically doing it. Yeah, and if this book wasn't from, like, 1982, I would think it's a, a deep thought on how Jedi operate. You know, like, oh, you're not allowed to shoot lightning at people. You can just carve them into chunks with a laser sword. Yeah, it's it's evil if you were to zap them, but, you know, <laughs> kill them however else you want. Yeah, you definitely can't choke them to death, but rewrite their brains? A-OK. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> so, uh, that's what I would have guessed, but this book's old enough that instead I think it's literally just sort of a, a write-up on robot programming and, and the thought process. Uh, and as he's doing so, he's sitting there thinking about how he's not allowed to hurt people. Uh, Lando is wondering what the hell is going on. He says it out loud, like, geez, why do they all stop? And this is when a little Vox thing they have sitting on the, on the uh, Dejaric table pipes in, and this is the electronic translator they use to let Lahisu talk to them. Yeah, because... Before this, he had thought, like, oh, you know, they probably stopped because of politics. Like, Mm -hmm. they were going to go in, but then, like, the people in charge couldn't decide how to do the attack, so they stopped because a bunch of politicians wanted them to stop. Bunch of hurry-up-and-wait bullshit. Yeah, he's like, oh, you got three factions, and there's some people who are against it but would have been fine with it if it had been their idea to do a genocide. Then there's the group of people who... Uh, want to do it in a different way than it's currently being done. Yeah, and while he's doing this, Lando is doing his final bit of prep before the the ultimate battle, which for some reason is cleaning, uh, disassembling, and reassembling his tiny blaster, his sting beam. Yes. I guess because he's going to lean out the window with it and shoot. Yeah, as soon as the quad guns are done, he'll be like, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> and when this doesn't work, I've got a knife. <laughs> no! <laughs> We're going to tie a knife to the Falcon. <laughs> Uh, so he's that's important because taking apart the sting beam ends up with him having lubricant all over his hands just just you know so you know just mark that down lahisu pops in to be like oh i know what's what what's stopping them it's uh they're they're waiting for someone yeah a guy named wenis is showing up a guy named wenis and lando's like the what the fuck did you just say now (laughs) and he was like wait a minute how the fuck do you know that And he's like oh because you know I just overhear them talking to each other, and he's like, yeah, but they have code. He's like, I deciphered that in three seconds, my dude. I learned your language. How do you not put... We've we've gone over this conversation so many times. Uh, Also, there's some guy named Scuttlebutt involved. And Scuttlebutt has it. (laughs) (laughs) Scuttlebutt seems to have come up with a bunch of new names for household items. (laughs) Oh, no, no, that's just Scuttle. I'm sorry. I've got them mixed up. Uh, Uh, But no, he's like, okay, so we'll set aside the Scuttlebutt conversation for later. 
The Wenis is Roker Gepta's personal ship. You don't know who that is, but he's a really bad guy. And if he's in charge of this, then yeah, shit's really about to hit the fan. Yeah. And I do enjoy his one little bit with Lahisu where he's like, oh, holy shit, you've been eavesdropping on them and broke their code? That's amazing. And Lahisu's like, oh, did I do something wrong? We'll all stop listening to him immediately. (laughs) The the hell you will. (laughs) It is philosophically impossible to be mean to them. (laughs) They are attempting to murder you. (laughs) Fuck them. Yeah, that's it was a pretty great little bit of conversation. But as he's saying that, he has an idea real that that pops to him. He has a eureka moment about something he can do with the Oswaft's help. And as he does so, he like, ah, a moment. I need a cigar to think. And he lights a cigar and lights his hands on fire because they're covered in flammable lube. Yeah, which causes Buffy Raw to tackle him and put a little blanket over his hands to, to put it out. And then he sprays it with like liquid skin essentially and this causes uh, Buffy to go into yet another reverie about his programming because he's like wait how come I'm allowed to fucking trip Lando so he goes face first onto the deck paneling but I can't like punch a guy oh yeah because he's like there's two things wrong with this one if Lando hadn't been on fire then I wouldn't be able to trip him but I can trip him to save his life but I can't save his life if someone had a gun to his head. I couldn't, like, shove the guy off of him because then that would be violent and I couldn't do it. This programming is dumb as fuck. (laughs) It feels like I'm the first example of something. (laughs) Feels like maybe one guy or maybe another guy. (laughs) Yeah, if it hasn't become apparently obvious, both of us are on team. The one and the other and the rest are are Vuffy's... Vuffy's, uh creators because they're the last piece of the puzzle that we haven't really gotten an answer to yet but it's so obvious oh, i mean it's even more obvious when they show up in these chapters oh, yeah, again. Yeah, it becomes a little more but even before that i be like last week we we're both like yeah we know who they yeah, are it's, it's fine we yeah. get it <laughs> so so anyway yeah, he's like all right lahisu he says after getting a skin like a, a can skin graft he has like a spray can full yeah. of skin you know, it'd be really insulting as if, or, or sad as if that was the only can left when, when like Han got it and he had like black hands for a while. <laughs> Joey, I burned my hands. Oh no, I've got horrible burns on my face. Oh no. <laughs> this is so inappropriate. <laughs> oh my, I'm going to get canceled real hard for this one. Lando flavor. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, but I like to think instead that it's just, you know, it does, it just, chooses the color based on you or you have to dip your hands in a vat of those color crawler things from that other book oh you got all the good colors <laughs> uh, so anyway he's like lahisu i have an idea he says getting all conspiratorial and you know pursing his fingers and be like yes now let me ask you can you dump out whatever you want when you take a shit <laughs> yeah he does get through the initial part of the conversation doesn't he he's like He's like, so you guys are out of food, right? Like, there's no food left in Nebula. That's right, Lando. But there are raw materials, and you can process those through your body to make whatever you want, right, La- right, Lihisu? Yeah, as long as it's, like, relatively simple organically or con- construction, like, a chemically speaking. Yeah, I can make literally anything. And when you jump, how precise are those jumps? And Lihisu immediately, at least, comes to a very logical conclusion where he's like, Dude, I'm not going to jump out and shit a bomb on a guy, okay? <laughs> yeah. Look, that's not... Also, bombs are very complex. I wouldn't be able to do that. And he's like, no, no. First of all, no, they're not. They're very simple. And Potassium secondly, that's not what I want. And it's one element. <laughs> I do not want you to shit bombs. I mean, I do want you to shit, just not bombs. I kind of want him to shit bombs. <laughs> what is this, like, 
2003 outcast they're just shit bombs <laughs> but but at that point it's time to cut away yeah and i i, I think we go to is it odefa or uh, the, the, is it wet or is it the one the other and the rest i forget which one i is. mean i don't give a fuck you know what everyone gets... i mean i could very easily pick up the book right next to me yeah. and look how about this every one of the main major players in this book gets a turn let's just go through them in whatever order it's fine because because all of it is set up it doesn't really yeah. matter if we and want to jump to fucking shango we can do that yeah and it's book ended with lando scenes so all we have to remember is that we have to close out with the other lando scene yeah we're Lando essentially reveals what his dumb plot is. Yes. So so let's just go ahead and go to uh, what's up with Otdefa Osunawet. Yes, the good old Otdefa Osunawet is in a environmental suit. Yeah. Hanging on the bottom of a spaceship, the little ship that Roker uses mm -hmm. to get to his room at the back of the Wenis. Where he mixes up his green death. You see, Adefa Asunawet has become a mild-mannered archaeologist by trade for the purposes of hiding from the Renatasians, but he was like a James Bond-esque super spy, apparently. I mean, he's he's much more Indiana Jones than he's like, no, I'm always an anthropologist, yeah, but I'm also a spy. But he is a crazy good spy, because here he is using a skin-tight... Uh, enviro suit to stick to the edge of a or, or to the bottom of a little tugboat spaceship that is traveling through hyperspace right now no man it's just at the back of the ship oh, was it, i was i thought he was in i thought the whole ship was in hyperspace on their way to where they were going right now i mean the the wenis is but the little ship that he is attached to is just attached to the big ship. which so that means he's still in that that hyperspace star stretch tunnel yes like if he looks out to the side it's just hyperspace out there huh? so he's He's crawling around on the outside of a ship while it's in hyperspace, which is impressive. Yeah. It's spy shit. Uh, I don't think I've seen anyone else do that yet in a Star no, Wars I mean, book. It, yeah. It definitely uh, takes, takes some gumption to be like, all right, I'm going to take a suit, stick myself to the bottom of a spaceship that a man is going to fly from the Wenis. I mean, you're probably not because he have to shut down the engines for Roker to get into the thing. So they're actually probably not in hyperspace okay, when this that, is That's happening. fine. I guess it didn't specify. I just assumed that the Wenis was still shooting towards the ships. Um, especially because when we cut to uh, Wet or, or to Gepta right after this, he's just get barking orders at ships that are waiting for him to arrive. Yes. But anyway, maybe he's decided to park outside the range of the ship so he can gloat for a while because he's just Roker Gepta. But anyway, to get to the point, Wet is hanging down there because he used dust moat-sized nanodroid spy drones that he just threw into the air around Roker Gepta to get get them stuck to his suit so he could track where Gepta goes. Yeah. And, you know, when he gets to the back of the ship, he's like, all right, something is here, and I have no idea what's going on. The plating is so thick that my sensors can't get through it. There's something in there. And I need to know what Roker is doing when he goes back here. Yeah. So eventually what he's done is he crawled around onto the that little cat that little uh, room where the green death stuff is kept and then waited for Roker Gepta to fly out fly away again in the tugboat. Uh, because he wanted to watch the whole process of what Gept is doing while tracking with his little tracky devices. And something he learns is that at one point, once once Gepta goes in there, he just vanishes. Well, yeah. Also, he doesn't use a spacesuit to get in and out of that room. Yeah, he's like, all right, well, I'm not seeing any sort of, like, he doesn't come out in an enviro suit like I have on, but he's like, again, full robes, could, you know, there are some 
species out in the galaxy that can survive for several minutes in the fucking vacuum of space and not give a shit. I mean, as well, we also know the Oswaft exists, so there are some that just, period, live in vacuum. Yep. So, not anything strange, plus he's got robes, it could be hiding yeah. some enviro controls. Also, at the back of his head throughout this entire uh, subchapter is him being like, and he is technically the sorcerer of Tund. But also, I don't believe in magic, and that's horseshit. But maybe, except it's horseshit, but maybe. I mean, all of his stuff is just, yeah, my my colleagues that do anthropology and whatnot will occasionally be like, ah, I don't believe in magic, except this tribe that I have been studying that I believe they can summon the rain through dancing now. Yeah. And he's like, man, if you got in that deep, you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's shitting on his own colleagues because they went too stir-crazy hanging around. They went native, I guess. And uh, but so once he confirms that Gepta has gone in there, done whatever it is Gepta does, and left again, he goes to try and figure out what the hell Gepta did, and he comes to a puzzle. There's no door to this room. Yeah, he's like, okay, uh, my sensors tell me something is here, and Gepta definitely went somewhere. There are no entrance points to anything here. Yes, and then eventually he figures it out. How did Gepta get in there? Somehow he went through a tube as ri- as a wide around as a wrist. Yeah, just a tiny ass little doggy door of a tube. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, well, now I've got to try and reckon what species can fit through tiny little tubes. What is this guy, an octopus? <laughs> a rat? Any kind of thing that can squeeze really tight? Maybe some kind of cat? Uh, but yeah, he's like, and there's another thing to the tube as well that's puzzling. I was able to track Gepta through the micro moats that I had all over him up to about halfway into the tube, and then I wasn't. And the thing is, the moats that were, like, clinging to him just sort of stayed in the tube, because when Gepta came back out, they re-clung to him on his way out. Yep. So he's like, all right, something's happening halfway in there that just doesn't allow anything in. Which, I mean, I I think that means we can now start to suspect that perhaps it's Roker Gepta's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Because you can't. <laughs> Come on. What? Come on, explain it to me. I'm Why just... is it Roker Gepta's birthday? Well, you see, it's just that he's a little tiny guy. <laughs> and you don't want to hurt him. <laughs> he's just a little guy. Uh-huh. And it's his birthday. Uh-huh. You see? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we don't know what's... Uh, or. Now Wet's just even more confused. He's like, what is he doing in there? How did he get in there? And most confoundingly of all, what the fuck is Roker Kepta? Yeah, and he's he's like, whatever is going on in there is powerful enough that there are like two meter thick plating in here that would stop anything. Mm-hmm. And yet when Roker leaves, there is still enough like whatever radiation is in there that bleeds out through that tiny hole that it is insanely powerful in Oh, there. that's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's a Babu Frick. He's some kind of Babu Frick. He might be a Babu Frick. Or he might a... be fricking them Babus. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I We've been farkled. <laughs> I just like my version of that, where the where the kerning is bad, and so the character's name is just like Yensh Mix or My Slick or something. Yeah, well. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, where were we? 
Yeah, so that's what's up with Wet. And Wet is also currently still kind of freaking out about the Renitations being involved in this storyline now. Because, of course, as we established in the last episode, for some reason, we give him a complex backstory where he was the power behind the Vuffy Raw. Yeah, he was the one who brought Vuffy there. Mm -hmm. And also, we get a bit in this where we know that Wet is working for someone higher up than Roker Gepto. I yes. mean, I assume probably the emperor that because was, he's yeah. like, oh, there's someone that I am working for that wants to spy on this guy that when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply will you know has given me my life essentially and i'm like all right you're definitely working for the emperor i do admire the restraint that we get in this book of not just saying that yes yeah because we've had no connection to star wars outside of lando calrissian existing Uh uh-huh and i like that we're just sticking to that all the way through it's great it makes me wonder because they did the same thing with han and chewie in the other books if that wasn't an early mandate Especially because these books are written between the original movies. If they were like, you can't use the main storyline stuff because you'll change something that we're going to do. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I assume there has to have been like, because you don't know what we are going to do with the last movie, Mm -hmm. you can't just be like, yeah, and then Lando had this adventure because you don't know if we're going to say something contradictory in the next film. So you have to just be as far removed from the events of these movies as possible. Yeah, and I know that that's probably an accidental mandate, or or it's purposeful at the time, but it accidentally made some of the best books in the Star Wars storyline because it's so nice to get away from the continuity, at least a little bit. Oh, yeah, because it feels like you're fleshing out the universe rather than just over-explaining what has already been shown. Or in the worst-case scenario, recreating it with slightly worse Xeroxes of the original guys. Yes. Save me from dudes named Dash Rendar and Ridge Winward. Huh? It's good. We already have a Luke. We got Scram Luke. Dude we, Dropper. We, we got Luke Skywalker at home. Huh? Uh, so that's wet. Asuna wet is just spying and fucked up. It does cut right to Roker Gepta from wet. I remember that. Gepta is on the comm with one of the captains of the various ships in the blockade. Yeah. And uh, basically this dude is like, are, are you sure you don't want us? Or could, they're like, can we at least like leave the, the, can we go back out and start the blockade again? Is all they really want to do. They're, they're not very comfortable being parked inside the, the Yeah, we went the into starcade. the nebula where these things that can shout us to death are, and now we're just sitting here. Can we please pull back to safety? Yeah. And Gepta's like, no, look, these are your orders. Your orders are you're sitting there until I get there. And no point do I have any provision in those orders for you to countermand them based on preservation of your own life or your ship. <laughs> you you are here to do the will of the Navy, and that includes sacrificing yourself and your ship until and, uh, such a time you get orders to the contrary, you fuck. Yeah, just do exactly what I tell you and don't do anything else but what I tell you. And no, I don't have any sort of, like, loss of life provision in my orders. I'm Roker Gepta. Yeah, and in fact, immediately after talking to this guy, he's like, hey, uh, you asshole, take a memo for General me. General order. 
uh, I need you to send a note to these three ships that have sent me messages that they want to back off. Uh, take the person in charge and their second in command and space them. The third in command is in charge now. Uh, you got all that? Please stop calling me. <laughs> that's that's. If you ask me if you can walk away one more time, I swear to God. P.S. Fuck you. I mean it. <laughs> this is one of those situations where, like, all right, I. I know that we've been harping on Gepta for killing his own guys needlessly for forever, but this one actually kind of makes sense to me because it doesn't fucking matter who's in charge of those ships. They're all going to die to that dumb green dancing plague thing he's got. It, all he needs is extra bodies around to serve as kindling for his death fire. I mean, I understand that he doesn't care. Yeah. But again, it does fuck morale. Yeah. I was like, if you want to, you already have captains of ships that are like, I want to retreat. Yeah. So the top level people are like, I want to disobey orders and get out of here. Mm -hmm. And if you're like, oh, I immediately murder anyone who complains, that's a real good way to get people to be like, and it's mutiny o'clock. What do you know? That is true. Yeah. Like one thing you're going to run into here is if he's like, yeah, take the first and second in command, ostensibly the two guys who would have been willing to go down with the ship and uh, kick him off the ship and kill them. And now the third guy's in charge and the, the third guy's not even going to call Roker Gepta. He's just going to point the ship the other way and warp out of there. Exactly. And just be like, fuck it. I'll live to die to Roker Gepta another day. That or be like, oh, the second the Wenis gets in view range, blow it up. Yeah. And we will have plausible deniability that it was one of the Oswaf who did it. Yeah. Fuck it. Or shit, we'll just blame it on the captains and sub-captains we spaced and say that we, we tried them for mutiny immediately. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was these guys <laughs> and they killed them and then we killed them. Uh, anyway, doot, 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 doot. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to take a vacation piece. Yeah. Union break. It just gift a very bad villain. Yes. Very, very bad. <laughs> but I love him anyway. You can't not love him. No, he's, he is amazing because he is so bad at his job. Yes. <laughs> so basically, uh, both him and, and wet and everybody in this, ch these chapters is sitting there ruminating on how much they hate everybody. So he's sitting there being like, I hate that Klin Shanga. But oh, how I'm going to use this death stuff. He's still reminiscing yeah, the, about his green The only goop. thing that gave me happiness is ordering the spacing of these commanders and dicking around with my Ublek. Yeah. We know he's got some some Ice Nine or, or whatever in the back in, in, in the back seat of his uh the way back of his station wagon. And you can tell that that's gonna be his final plan. Is like, how do I deal with these Oswaft? I'll introduce them to this poison I use that jumps immediately from any life form to any other life form. I can't imagine it's going to super well work on vacuum guys. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I have no idea what this shit is supposed to like range wise. Well, we know it took out the entirety of the planet of Tund. Yes, but a planet is has full connective tissue That's between true. everything. That is true. So, you know, I'm going to I'm assuming he's going to try it on the fleet first. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, we uh we do check in with Shanga. Shanga oh, has this his, goes on. his fucking group of dudes and he gives them a fucking Friday night lights speech before they leave the ship. I like that even that isn't enough because they're like, We're gonna go out there and by God, we're gonna get our vengeance and we'll have justice and he our the the great betrayer is in that place and we're gonna get him. And then one of the guys is like yeah, what do we do after that? And he's like, 
you know what? I don't know, and I don't care. It's his usual number two guy who, as much as I like Clint's bravado and and, and uh, stupid swagger they've decided to give him between the last book and this one, I don't like Burn Nuladeg at all. Well, he's only showed up in the last couple chapters. I know, but he, I just don't like him because yeah, he's the one who he does. He's the one who pipes up and goes, and then what? Because uh, you know. He's mostly joking because all of them pretty much assume this is a suicide mission. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, we're just going to go out there and the reason even more than anything else that it's a suicide mission as well is they are going out there with a uh penis that will have faster than light capability mm-hmm. that is going to tractor beam this group of fighters along through hyperspace. Essentially, you know, doing the same function as that daisy chain to a big uh capital engine was yeah. doing. Yeah. But when they get to where they're going, that penis is just fucking off and leaving them. Yeah. It uses the term parsimoniously leaving, which I really appreciated. It's just, just going to turn around and be like, whoop, just gone again. All right. And Shit. there you go. Yeah. Gepta gave him a one-way ride. And that's the thing. If they kill out uh, off Buffy Raw out there and they don't, like, get the Falcon or some other ship or something, they're going to be stuck in the Thonboka, which is galaxies across. Yeah, it is. So many light years across, they're like, that's outside our functional range. We would run out of power before we manage to get to the edge of this nebula. Yeah, so Nuladeg is doing a bit of a joke when he's like, and then what? Except that for whatever reason, Shanga takes it seriously. He thinks for a long time about it. He's like, you're on your own. After that, you're on your own. Yeah, you can find a new place to go. You can make your way back home. Honestly, just find any ship that you can beg, borrow, or steal to get yourself on to get out of this nebula, and then do whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. We did the thing. We did the life already. And the other thing going on with Shanga in this chapter, uh, well, actually, we can do it when he launches, because he's like, all right, great. After that, no one applauds. No one's excited about it. They're all just grim. They know their jobs. But then he has them all take off. So we get the announcements as the ship's like, 18 and 3, launch. 16 and 5, launch. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Eventually, he gets out into space and starts doing the situation where he tractor beams all the other ships because he's remote controlling the pinnace uh, from from his own ship. Hell yeah. I love having a remote control pinnace. Yeah. And now, get this. That pinnace has a firm grip on him. <laughs> oh, oh, how the turn has tabled. <laughs> but the whole time, all he can think is, last couple chapters, he got introduced to Otdefa Asuna Wet. Uh, who, right in front of Roker Gepta called him in to be like, what about the Oswaft or whatever the fuck? And, uh, and yeah, and he even mentioned before that, oh, I've been getting info about what's happening in the nebula and what we're going to face from this guy. But deep at the back of his mind, he's like, why do I know that guy? And how I come see- I'm sure he's not an anthropologist? <laughs> guy seems so familiar. And then as soon as I started thinking about Buffy Raw, I thought about this guy. That's weird. No, 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 no. It's also weird he's a leader, because in my head, all I can think is that he's probably some kind of subordinate, like a shitty little toady, but I can't put my... And then he gets on the radio, he's like, hey, Burn. Hey, hey, Burn. Hey, Burn, look at me. Hey, Burn, look at this. (laughs) Uh, And uh, Bernie's like, what? He's like, hey, do you have you met the wet guy that works for... Roker Gepta, and he's like, I'm assuming a lot of wet guys work for Roker Gepta, boss. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're soaking in it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, obviously, Byrne has not met that guy. How the fuck would he have done that? And he's like, nope, can't say I have. And he's like, huh, it's just, I feel like I know him for some reason. And I, 
it's really bugging me. And Burns like, dude, you can't spend time on that. You've got more important shit. Take a nap. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Why don't you let me control the fucking ship? You take a nap. I'll be in charge of the con while you do that. Yeah. The other stuff going on with Shanga. Well, he is contacting uh, people on, around his squadron and yelling at them for their ships not being ship shape. Uh, like one guy. There's a point where he calls a guy who has like the rough equivalent of an Australian accent and is like, Hey, how come you're, uh, how come you got some stuff in the red? And he's like, it's fine, chief. I'm sure it's fine. I'll fix it. Nothing to worry about. And, and, uh, Shanga ruminates for a bit on, Oh, a year ago or three years ago, it would have been my job to fucking hate that guy. Cause we were at war with them. Yeah. We, he was way to the South of Matilda, the nation state that I was from. And, mm-hmm. Oh, I would have been real angry to hear that accent back mm-hmm. in the day. But now, all I care about is murdering a little guy. So now we're all on the same team. So team the guys, murder a guy. Yeah, and the guy's like, all right, well, I'm pretty sure all the problems will kind of fix themselves when we go through hyperspace, okay, boss? Yeah, all right, but you be careful. I don't want any useless guys on this mission. Your best job, in that case, you'd be you'd be not helping yourself and not helping the mission at all. And you should probably stay on, I guess, Roker Gepta's ship, where he would definitely kill you the moment I left. I, uh, I'm not thinking this through. <laughs> This is one of those wolf and corn and goose by the canoe situations. I mean, that's also one of the things he considers when he's talking about, like, oh, what do we do after this? And he's like, well, it's not like we can come back to the Wenis or anything, because God knows the second we step foot back on this ship, Roker's <laughs> just going to murder us. Ah, Klinshanga, I've been breeding a thing to feed you to. Now you shall be fed to my spider bat anus monster. And I gave him tentacles. <laughs> And he can eat a peach for years. <laughs> <laughs> now get on those shanga nuts. <laughs> it's uh yeah. So he's just like, all right, well, whatever, sure, you can you fly with us. It doesn't make sort any- your shit out. <laughs> and then he's yelling at them about their their oh, yells at burn specifically. This it's is like, the reason I didn't like burn right here. Was this line? Oh yeah, because he's like, oh, you, all of your fucking uh, life, life support things have gone into the red what the fuck is going on oh it's just my atmo analyzer boss you knows i can't go into no fight what's i don't got a stogies in my mouth i lit the cigars is what i did yeah right like, inside my tiny little cockpit i lit a cigar like, fuck you you're not a bur- you're not a dick tracy villain don't talk like that shit <laughs> you sound like the garbage man from futurama oh. <laughs> also i spats on you <laughs> That I can't fight once I don't got a stogies in my mouth is the problems, boss. And I'm like, I was all right with Lando having cigars. They feel a little too earthy for me, but I'll put up with them. But as soon as someone calls them stogies, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, boss. I didn't mean to say stogie. I got a fine smoke here that I can use. <laughs> I got a Cuban cigar. <laughs> Wait a minute. From Space Cuba. Planet Cuba. It's the closest thing to the best cigars possible. Huh? <laughs> uh, I just don't like him now. I don't like his dumb accent. Yeah. I Now I want to go to war with his people. <laughs> Hate him. <laughs> we do check in with uh, the one, the other, and the rest as they, they are. They've had the same conversation every time we've checked in, though. No, nah, man. They do have a little different one this time where uh, at least now they're going, you know, ridiculously fast again we we have to have it mentioned that like they are going for them what seems decently fast but is impossibly fast for the rest of the galaxy even by hyperspace standards they are going crazy fast even by what hyperspace can do and 
you know, the other is like, dude, we gotta hurry up. We might miss it, and our our creation may die. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, it's not a foregone conclusion. The whole point of this experiment was there are no longer foregone conclusions. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. And he goes, yeah, but you need to remember, this thing we made is basically your kid. You You're made a it. dad. You're the one who made it. You're a dad. And and the one stinks for a second is like, shit, I'm a dad. Oh, fuck, dude. That's right. Hey, congratulate me. This changes everything. My stand-up routine is going to suck now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Now all my presents are just going to be ties and shit. I don't even like golf, and I have 27 golf caddies. Half ties and half drawings that are barely of me. (laughs) Hate this shit. What is this, macaroni? Great, love it. Oh, boy, another reindeer made out of laundry clips. I'm so (laughs) glad I made you. (laughs) And what's that? The rest of the year, you'll tell me you hate me because I asked you to take out the trash? Love it. (laughs) I didn't even look at the babysitter and I'm getting yelled at. (laughs) (laughs) Love my position now. Everything's great. Love being a dad. These are all dad stereotypes to which I, a dad, do not ascribe. <laughs> and to which I, not a dad, don't care. <laughs> so, so yeah, and then there's a joke in their line as they're flying along about, um, basically, the, the other's like, I'm really curious as to what things you will have learned from how we made him so different, you know, not like us. And then he points at himself, a big sphere, a grape flying through space, apparently. Yeah, just a big rounded body. Just a big ball. And he's like, He's like the opposite of us. He's not just a big ball. He's not a space testicle. He's he's like a space vast deference. Huh? You're like, oh, it's Buffy Raw. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. You can just say it at this point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do like, of course, that as soon as he accepts fatherhood, the one is like, oh my God, we should hurry up then. I'm a dad. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go see my kid. <laughs> I'm going to be really annoying for the rest of this movie and yell at people on the freeway and shit. Yeah, I mean, I like that we get, even then, the little more in the background. They're like, oh, man, we were so up our own ass back when we knew everything. We didn't even have morality because right now he's like, oh, I made a sentient creature and sent it out to possibly just get murdered so I might learn a thing or two. Mm-hmm. Jesus, we were assholes. Oh, and also we didn't let him defend himself. <laughs> yeah. Man, we suck. <laughs> oh, boy. We got to get out there quick. <laughs> <laughs> we were not very good. We're bad. Look, I'm a bad dad. I'm a bad dad Christmas dad. <laughs> I Which is why I, res- business. I need to resolve to spend more time buying Christmas trees with Buffy Raw yeah. on New Year's Eve for some reason. Look, I decided that I wanted to make a million dollar deal go through more uh-huh. than I did, I don't know, eating Christmas Eve dinner. I'm too busy at the mattress factory to eat two days before Christmas. Wife, <laughs> you tell my boy that I'll play catch with him the day after tomorrow. <laughs> Once I've put this deal through, we won't have to want for anything. All our problems will be solved, but it does mean I won't be able to give him a baseball. I mean, how great would it be if they, if they arrive on the scene and Buffy Raw's like, fuck you, Dad, you've never been to any of my baseball games. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> you can't turn it around now, Dad. The cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon, my friend. Maybe Mom falls for your bullshit, but that's because she was ever in love with you. <laughs> All we share is blood, old man. 
Kiss my ass, the one, albeit Dwayne's. <laughs> the only thing you ever gave me that mattered was a name, and I revoke it. <laughs> also, what letters is it in numbers so I can change it into human? <laughs> anyway, that's the one, the other, and the rest. <laughs> <laughs> that's them. And then I think it's just the Lando wrap-up. Yeah, then we just finally get Lando... Uh, now not talking to Lahisu, but the elders. Yeah, he's he's sitting between, he's in a spacesuit in the lotus position in space, which I feel like could make a very good album cover or, you know, like uh, a, a, a Roger Dean painting you know. with a floating space uh, spaceman between two giant manta ray jellyfish that are the size of, like, apartment buildings. And this motherfucker has modified his helmet to hold a cigar. God damn it, people. Wait. <laughs> Five minutes until you are out of vacuum and then light up. <laughs> Jesus. Lando, you don't need that. That just shows me you've got a problem. That said, I would like to see the modification, especially if he just has one of those rounded helmet space suits, but now it's got little dick-shaped protrusion coming out <laughs> with one cigar in it. Uh. <laughs> uh, and a little vent that he can open up to let the, <sighs> let the ash out. <laughs> burp, burp. Oh, yeah, every time I let the ash out, all my veins explode, but it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it makes my eyes bug my, out my wife ain't made my veins explode in a while you know what i mean that's why i gotta smoke cigars i'm another bad dad <laughs> ah, my routine is shit as well so he sit there with sen and fey who are assembled before the masses of a bunch more oswaft and they are they open the chapter in media res exp uh, expressing their disgust their sheer alarm at the level of a, a, impropriety to which Lando is proposing a plan. Yeah. I mean, given that his entire plan is, all right, I want you to jump in between some ships and then shit yourself as hard as possible. And by shit yourself, I mean shit a copy of yourself <laughs> yeah. and then jump out from it like you're a super snake shedding its skin. So I, <laughs> I want you to do a cartoon thing where you leave so fast, you leave a cloud that looks like you. Yes, except the cloud is your poop. So <laughs> I want you to poop a cloud that looks like you mm -hmm. and then run away. Can you do that? And they're like, technically, but Jesus, man. That is extremely, extremely uncultured. How uncouth are you? And he's like, would you? And he's like. Yes! Obviously! Yes, I would shit myself if it meant I lived. Would I drop trow and poop in front of an army if it meant they wouldn't kill me? Obvi <laughs> First of all, I've done that three times. <laughs> I've done that in this book! <laughs> so they're just like, but the dignity! And he's like, you can choose between dignity and being alive. Look, hey, how undignified is death? Yeah. So... Figure it out, Hey, asshole. I'm right there on Lando's side. I used to have to get that speech all the time when I taught uh, AED training. Uh, to to corporations and stuff, I go, I, I bring them the AED, and I'd be like, yeah, you gotta take all their clothes off, the, the top part of their clothes off, and then put these things on there. And they'd be like, what about their bra, smart guy? And I'd like, they can have their tits out for ten minutes, so they could die. <laughs> Here's the thing: you can be like, ooh, nipples, or you can save a life. Yeah, like at the time, they've now changed it to, yeah, you just take the whole thing off. At the time, they were still making provisions where you had the only thing you had to absolutely remove was a a underwire bra. Because the problem is it's delivering huge shocks, and if it gets to that metal, it'll give you little burn scars yes. that are in the shape of underwires. Uh, but it was much easier, because people, then people, and I'm sorry for the diversion, but we have a lot of time to fill. Uh, the, the, people would be like, but, but like, how do you know? Do you have to check to see if they're, they're like, do I have to touch her boobs to see if it's an underwire or not? And I'm like, dude, if her heart's in, a, in AFib or whatever, you've got to get that shit off her and keep that thing going until the paramedics get there. You don't got to worry about her boobs. It's fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> Here's the thing. When someone's dying, they're just a person and it doesn't matter yeah. anymore. Just calm it down and save a life. But yeah, here we are with him being like, yeah, fucking defile yourselves. Shit yourselves, literally. <laughs> and that way, you will live. And, his and, my, only- and, you know, his whole plan is, I'm going to get the Navy to destroy themselves. Because much like Vuffy Raw, you are an entire species that is just completely incapable of violence yes which is wild because it, it, we haven't heard anything yet that anyone feels guilty about what uh what's her name boggy did when she yelled at that ship and destroyed it no one was like oh god she violated our most sacred cultural convention instead they're like whoopsie doodle she killed like a thousand of whatever you are yeah i mean they even bring up they're like well they're shielded now it's not like we can do that anymore yeah but his gimmick is you know the whole thing with the oswaft and they've seen it happen because they watched boggy and her her group die they know that when Oswald to die, they disintegrate. And brother, when they disintegrate, <laughs> they disintegrate. And and so he's like, look, shit copies of you, copies of you made of shit, the copies of you that are made of poop that you pooped. Uh, the we'll poop all- copies specifically for <laughs> Cusco. Cusco's poop copy. <laughs> it's all coming together now. <laughs> but poop copies of you guys will also disintegrate when shot at. So you interpose yourself between two ships make a poop copy, warp out of there, they'll blast each other on accident, and they'll also destroy the poop copy. And they'll think they killed one of you. Yeah. They'll blow up their own ships while also thinking they're blowing you up. Mm-hmm. So, great. And he's like, you can't win the war this way. They'll eventually figure it out. But all my only goal right now is to make this war as protracted, drawn out, and expensive as possible so that someone who maybe outranks Roker Gepta will put a stop to this bullshit. Yeah. The whole plan is to make... Fighting this war so expensive, it's not worth it. Exactly. And we're going to do it with poop copies. And (laughs) we're going to make poop, and then they're going to shoot themselves. This is my plan. (laughs) I am Lando Calrissian. (laughs) How come we didn't mention this part in Solo? (laughs) So I made these crazy bat ray monsters poop themselves a thousand times a second. (laughs) They just excrete their own nastiness into space and then teleport away it was great (laughs) they dropped dukes for their own lives i mean i thought it would be more like oh we're i'm gonna have you teleport into the middle of two capital ships and as soon as they open fire you just teleport away yeah so that they hit each other and if you shit anything out just have it be something that is incredibly explosive yeah i don't know why they aren't just doing like hey all you said is you can make like super uh you can make simple elements great just make a bunch of fucking gallium and potassium and shit that stuff everywhere gallium is a metal poison it will start fucking up their ships if it touches any of them and potassium will explode if it comes into contact with anything so just do that and and, and they're just like uh no, but we can make poop copies of ourselves. Would that work? Huh? I can I can shit out a little version of me. And I'm like, look, I shit out a little version of me every day. <laughs> you see a doctor. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and it comes to life and talks to me. First of all, that's the plot of the prestige. <laughs> the plot of the prestige is I poop a little copy of myself. Yeah, and you never know if you if you're you or the copy. I never know if I'm me or this tiny poop man. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, w- which one of you ends up on the toilet? It's a mystery every time. <laughs> I dump a little man and it's me and uh, that little man dies, but I'm famous. <laughs> the prestige. Look at these tiny poop Hugh Jackmans. Ah, uh, I went down below the stage and there were just rows and rows of toilets full of dead poop me's. <laughs> 
Spoilers for the prestige, I guess, kind of. <laughs> yeah, if you could decipher any of that. <laughs> like the best you could pull out was that Hugh Jackman was in it. <laughs> what a good movie, though. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> it's probably my last fa- uh, 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 really, really appreciate. I, I mean, I did like Dark Knight a lot, but it's probably my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. Because okay. he's gotten way much, way more. I mean, I know he's very structured and everything, but he's got way more up his own butt the past couple of years about structure and making sure that the spectacle has to be noise engineered in a way that makes it sound terrible in your house. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love the prestige, though. Anywho, uh, yeah, the, eventually he manages to talk mostly Faye. Faye between Sen and Faye, Faye's the one who thinks it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll dump one out for you. Yeah. Sure. Sen's like the impropriety. I can't imagine. And Faye's like, I think we could probably do that. Giant space monster equivalent of a wink. <laughs> Bing! <laughs> wink destroys the Millennium Falcon. Well, shoot. <laughs> God damn it. I do appreciate that at one point, Lahisu points out like, oh man, it's a good thing I was on the verge of death when we met, or my greeting to you might have blown up your ship. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now that we know that our greetings can blow ships up. Yeah, that, that's also nice. Yeah. And I, I do appreciate that they're like, yeah, the 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 nebula's full of stuff. It's just not food stuff. But that doesn't mean that we can't ingest it and shit it out as copies of us. <laughs> oh, and sigh. there you go. That's the big plan. But that's pretty much where it ends is them being like, yes, and now time to put our, put our crazy poop-based plan into motion. <laughs> ah, good. Loving it. Yeah. Loving everything about it. And there you go. Uh, we got, I think, only one more chat episode of this to go before we're done with uh, the Landau-Calrissian saga forever and moving on to the next book, which I'd probably choose that, shouldn't I? I should probably figure out what it is. Yeah, we'll take care of that. We'll, we'll figure that out soon enough. we got like three weeks. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, so, so hey, good news. It'll be coming soon, whatever it is. We're not done yet. And, we're uh, never done. Yeah. Otherwise, hey, should I mention the Patreon? Hey. Is that a thing I can do? The Patreon. The Patreon is Patreon. Hey. Hey. Spanakopita. Spanakopita. <laughs> uh, okay. So. <laughs> Get it together. Patreon.com slash system. Whatever. I broke you like twice this episode. <laughs> I, I, I'm putting a notch on the side of my mic. <laughs> Uh, anyway, patreon.com slash system mastery, where if you support us at the $4 per month level, you'll unlock this episode's bonus content, expanded, expounded universe, where we go to the Wikipedia website, find crazy stories from Star Wars. In this case, I actually know what mine is because I said what it was last time. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell them to each other and to you. And it's a lot of fun. A lot of people say it's our best show. It's wild. A lot of people say... Man, I love giving $4 to these guys. Yes, these two guys need $4 so bad. <laughs> the New York Times says giving $4 to these guys is a tour de force. <laughs> that lady who wants you to throw away things that don't spark joy says sparking joy can be earned by giving $4 <laughs> to these guys. I wish I remembered her name so that joke flowed better. Wow, that would have been great. <laughs> 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 says the los angeles times that joke almost landed <laughs> raved peter travers of rolling stone <laughs> Woo! okay to tour to four dollars <laughs> and you can give us a tour to four dollars at patreon.com slash system mastery and hey there's more not only will that unlock the expanded expanded universe but also we recently started 
uh, mining our programs with hateful ads. And we're sorry we had to do that, but we just don't make any money around here. That's right. We've scattered ads upon our various shows, but... We've left an outlet. If should these shades offend thee... Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you'd like a secret escape hatch from those ads, then $4 or even $2 will unlock... All of our episodes of Expounded Universe, System Mastery, and Movie Mastery without ads in one convenient RSS feed. That's right. Think only this and all is mended. Give me $4. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Okay. So please consider that. That's once again patreon.com slash system mastery. Otherwise, until such time as we see you again in about a week, I've been Elan Sleaze Bagano. And I'm going to shit out a tiny little copy of myself.